Sasha. Hey, Courtney. What do you call a ghost in the machine? Uh, a CP boo? Okay, Grandma. No, a computer. Ah. It's Foo Power. It's Power. podcast hosted by courtney and And sasha yeah yeah we didn't redo that (laughs) there were no edits made to this sasha knows how to speak english she knows words i know words it's fine so as always find us on the internet on instagram and twitter at spoop hour and send us tidbits stories comments questions episode ideas weird things that happen to you to our email spoophour at gmail.com yep did anything spooky happen to you this week I have a couple things yes, you don't. <laughs> yes. One of the things was that my mom, knowing my number, found a like a paranormal radio show, like spooky radio show out of Okinawa. Mm-hmm. And they also have like a YouTube channel. And so she showed it to me because she knew exactly that I'd be like <laughs> why I'd be interested in that. And I only listened to part of the first episode before we had to go run errands, but mm-hmm. the person they had on like their first episode was a guest who has had experiences with U- uh, UFO sightings. Oh. And I was like, okay, that's cool. And they're, like, the, the host was asking, oh, you know, where was, you know, the, you know, can you tell us about that? And he goes, well, the most significant one I ever saw was over the pedestrian bridge at uh, in Kohagura, and I was like, oh no, Uh-oh. because Kohagura is where, as a child, I spent all of my summers, because sure. my great aunt lives next to the pedestrian bridge Very in nice. Kohagura. Totally and I was like, ah, and I was like, I've been on so many nighttime walks in that area to get to the convenience stores or mm-hmm. go to the late night grocery store run, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh no, oh no, <laughs> it's a hotbed for alien life, apparently. Hooray! I was like, this is too close to home. Oh, so, right. yeah, that was my thing. But my mom exactly knew. But you've never seen an alien there? I've never seen an alien there, but I also I haven't been to Kohagura now in, like, three years. So, so it's entirely possible there have been many aliens. There could have been totally more aliens in the years. And, and, yeah, so I didn't go for three years. The last time before 2016 I went was 2014, mm-hmm. and the last time before that was 2008. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely room in there for me to, like, not see aliens, aliens. in my great aunt's neighborhood. <laughs> Solid. Yep. How about you? Well, so one of them isn't as pronounced today as it was the past two days, Mm -hmm. but I got my allergy shots, Mm. and every so often, they'll hit a vein. And so this sweet bruise that I'm rocking, up until this morning, looked like a crucifix. Like, I had a very dark, very crucifixy bruise on my arm, and I'm like, what the fuck demon bullshit is this? Oh, God. But now it just kind of looks like the letter R. Yeah. Because it's it's fading. But my, whatever. I, I saw something on Twitter the other day that was like, 
who's in the cup? Is it Keanu Reeves? And I looked at it, and it looked more like Jesus. <laughs> I also was like, yeah, yeah could, Keanu, Keanu be, Jesus. Keanu be. Christ. Yeah, I believe yeah. it. So Christ um, Keanu. next time, maybe next time you get a bruise, it'll look like Keanu. Well, that'd be a very big bruise, so hopefully not, but maybe. Maybe. And then... I had my recurring spider nightmare last night, mm. and in four and a half years of dating, this was the first time I had it while Jack was around. Yeah. So I scared the shit out of him because oh, I no. woke up going, no, 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 and started thrashing, <gasps> and he was going, what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong, what's oh, wrong? No. And then finally I woke up all the way, and I was like, spider nightmare, sorry, and went back to oh, sleep. Oh, it's apparently very unsettling oh, when there's someone there to witness it. Oh, no. And not just... I remember it was a very bulbous spider that was yeah. on the ceiling, and I watched it, like, start over here and then come over, and then it was directly above my head, and it dropped, and that was when I woke up and started... I definitely did gushy. have a spider dream the other day. I don't remember the details of it, but I know I woke up and was like, don't tell Courtney. <laughs> and then now I've forgotten completely about it. That's um, fine. But my, the first thought upon waking was protect Courtney. No, protect me at all costs. <laughs> and then the final spooky thing, yeah. I have a collection of knickknacks on my desk at work, including this little turtle with a pink shell and a heart on it that my mom gave me. Because mm-hmm. I have like a little menagerie yeah. of stuff. And it is always on all four of its legs. Sure. Even when cleaning people are done with it, whatever. And then the other day I came into work and it was upside down. Oh no. But weirdly, the fortune cookie is usually what I have to flip over. The fortune cookie says good luck. Uh Usually I have to flip that over because it flips super easily, but the turtle is very sturdy. But I don't know. Scary. Spooky. All your friends. Yeah. I have I have friend family on my work desk as well. So cute. But but So those are my spooky things. Yeah. It's a good time. I always hate that unsettling feeling when you're like, oh, shit, something's been touched. Yeah, I, and I was like, I, that's the thing. If the cleaning people had just knocked into it, then for sure the, the fortune cookie, cookie would have been right. flipped over and probably on the desk itself and not on my little uh, But the right turtle thing. doesn't fall. The turtle alone doesn't do it. Uh-uh. No, I never Yikes. have to flip the turtle. So it's just it's just weird. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, spooky thing. Yes. Well, one more spooky thing. So you know it was like super windy the yes. other day? We, I was in the, the new house mm-hmm. and the next morning I went out to, and then I was fixing some other stuff. Uh, I was like, okay, this is, you know, just general gross wind stuff. Sure. And I looked and the gate was pushed inward mm-hmm. into our backyard and I was like, huh, that's weird. So I went to try to push it back and it wouldn't budge mm-hmm. and it had blown past the lock. Mm-hmm. And my first thought was, oh God, Monsters tried to get in last night. Oh, they're already in. If it's yeah. that shoved in, they're already in. But um, I went out there and kept noticing that the wind was blowing the gate. Mm-hmm. And so the wind, I guess, was just strong enough that it blew the gate inward. Now we can't open or close it. Cool. It's just it's stuck. Just open? Yeah. It's That's just, fine. Well, it's like open like two inches. Oh. But we can't get to go backwards because it's blocked by something. And it mm. can't go forwards because the soil dug in. So mm. it's like... Well, guess it's open now. But my the first thought was, oh god, we're in danger. <laughs> yep, too late. Too late. Nothing you can do now. Nothing you can do now. Welcome your monster overlords. Yep. So, what yep. are we talking about this week? We are talking about monster overlords. No, yes, um, we're t- <laughs> they're here. They're here. You're welcome. The end. Spoop seven I minutes. For, I for one welcome our. They can't fuck it up as badly overlords. as we have. Right. We've already we. we the real monsters were us all, all along. along. It was the us we made along it the way. It was the us we made along the way. Anyway. No, we're talking about ghosts in the machine, ghosts in technology, C- computer, computer ghosts, ghosts, haunted technology. Spooky things. Shout out to Drew with the Real Feels Pod, who yes. just suggested this as a topic. So, shout out to Drew. Yeah. Everybody go check out Real Feels Pod. It's movies, 
what more could you want? Mm -hmm. So in my looking at like the, just like my first search of, you know, haunted technology and whatnot, I was trying to think of like search terms for this, right? Mm -hmm. That were going to work. That wasn't going to be like show up with like misnomers, like technology, but also like haunted houses, how to make yeah, your house. Yeah, I saw a to, lot yeah, of how, like how to make tech behind haunted houses. Yeah, and I was like, that's not what I it's want. That's not what we're doing right? here. But I found that TV Tropes, which has helped us out a lot previously, had some really good definitions about like what we're going to be talking about today. Mm -hmm. And so, for example, haunted technology, right? They're saying basically take a piece of technology, mm -hmm. our microphone, mm -hmm. your laptop, the TV. All right? of which are haunted, All yes. of which are haunted because they are in our spoopsment. Don't worry about it. But... Whoa, what have what happens if we put a ghost in it, right? Spooky. And things. so it can have a range of terrifying or sometimes comedic, right? Effects. Maybe the ca old camera takes pictures of your future. Whoa. Whoa. There's an Are You Afraid of the Dark where you take pictures of stuff. Yeah. And I doesn't it like die or it's already been dead or something? It's something like that, yeah. Yeah. I didn't really watch Are You Afraid of the Dark because I was, and the answer was yes. But there's an episode where a girl has this camera and everything she takes a picture of, something bad is whatever. Actually, I think this came, that pop was like one of the examples. Of the <laughs> tropes, like, put, Have you uh, seen included. Are You Afraid of the Dark? Um, it's like no, that. because I was scared of everything. <laughs> but, you know, maybe it's, you know, your, your phone is getting text messages or, or phone calls from beyond the grave. I um, did, you saying that actually yeah. brought up a memory that I haven't thought about. When I was probably 14, my mom and I were driving out to meet my dad to go camping mm -hmm. and we were on this like stretch of road nobody else was around it was literally just our car on the road and yeah. I had like a little tiny like emergency cell phone and it was before I texted because we didn't have texting because it was back in the day when you could mm -hmm. not have texting and I received a text <gasps> from an unknown number no. that said I see you no <laughs> I'm sorry for yelling <laughs> oh god <sighs> and I was like because uh, again, we were the only ones on that road. There was nobody, like, it was a one-way highway because the other side of the highway was on the other side yeah. of this patch of trees. Uh -huh. So it was just me and my mom in the car. And I was like, what? <laughs> anyway. I don't have that phone anymore, so it's probably Yeah, that's okay, you're fine. <laughs> this um, is like 15 years ago, oh so. Oh, God. <laughs> my chest, like, sank deeper into my chest. <laughs> At oh the my time, God. I was just like, my I was like, what my friend is texting me this? Where do they think I am? Uh, <laughs> but now I'm like, clearly there was a ghost in that old-timey cell phone. That's so scary. It was a Nokia. That's how old it was. jeez. Oh, <laughs> Or, you know, we have the Internet of Things yes. now, right? And so a lot there's now, like, more contemporary things about how your house is going to kill you Yay. or your fridge is going to kill you. I think Yay. specifically about um, the episode of The Simpsons where they spoofed on 2001 A Space Odyssey mm -hmm. with the, the computer, mm -hmm. right? And it was a smart house with Pierce Brosnan's voice, and it tries to kill Homer Solid. because he wants to be with Marge. Sure. But, yeah, everything is on the Internet. Isn't that the plot of Mrs. Doubtfire? Oh, ha, ha, ha. It's Pierce <laughs> um, Stealing your woman, even though Sally Fields made a conscious decision because Robin Williams was trapped in a permanent state of adolescence, and so that's why he lost custody of his children, but it was okay. It's a really deep <laughs> it's, movie. It's a really deep movie. If you watch it as an adult. It's it, like, oh, this is sad. It's really sad. I it's, can't, like, watch it anymore. Yeah, and it's so like, sad. he deeply loves his kids, but he's also not good for them. No. Not at all. No. Sally and Fields deserves better. She does. She deserves James Bond. Yeah, for real. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Um, what I did find to be interesting was that there's other things that are not necessarily the same as as 
haunted technology, sure. including virtual ghost, sure. which is where futuristic technology allows a ghost to inhabit a computer. Uh-huh. And what this is, is more like people saving their souls to put in AI mm-hmm. or holograms that allow you to commune with the dead, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And then there's also... It said not related to Ghost in the Machine. And I was like, that's weird because Ghost in the Machine sounds exactly like what we're talking about today, right? But apparently Ghost in the Machine, the the TV tropes thing Mm -hmm. is not so much ghosts in technology, but more like when you have, okay, for example, Inside Out by Pixar. Yes. You've got little people controlling the body, right? So you're thinking like Gundams or Pacific Rim's Jaegers or... If you are a weeb and watching... You already um, said Gundam. Well, I did. But if you're a weeb, if you're a happy weeb this weekend, you're watching Evangelion on Netflix, which I have watched like five episodes of off and on this weekend because I don't plan on watching it. But then today I sat on the couch and watched a bunch of episodes. But that one is also this thing where people are put in controlling these basically Gundams. Yeah. Kind of like Pacific Rim. They have to be like drift compatible with gotcha, the Eva. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And I was like, what? Please... Please know that I watch some anime, not all anime. I'm sorry I got the Naruto fact wrong last night. Hashtag not all anime. See, I was like, oh, that's so nice. One of our listeners, (laughs) one, someone was listening to our podcast, and two, cared enough about it to be like, hey, just so you guys know. Basically, we'll do this as a correction, because in case you don't follow us on Twitter or don't have a Twitter or whatever, uh, one of our amazing listeners contacted us to let us know that the character who had been listed on the, like, queer-coded characters in anime, or Mm -hmm. in animations, is actually canonically non-binary now. And And so they refer to them as they and all of that. And so no longer, queer-coded no longer, canonically non-binary. Non-binary. Which is pretty fucking badass. Which is awesome. But also, I thought they were a villain. They were not. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think the list, the listicle you were going off of, we had bad intel. The intel said... It was a villain. It was a... This person... They were a villain, and they were queer-coded. Yeah. And that is no longer the case in the current season. They are season. not a villain, and they're an NB. Yeah. Yay. Which fucking rad. That's awesome. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> um, and then they also said, don't get it confused with digitized hacker, which is more of, like... I mean, you're base-poning your the, guys. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it's more that the ghost, it's a virtual ghost, not a supernatural ghost. Okay. And so some... You're not going to like the last story I have to uh, tell you. yay. So some good, <laughs> I guess, examples of these. One, like, really light... Example, Pokemon. Um, There's a newer Pokemon named Rotom. Um, Oh, yeah. yeah, you know Rotom, I know Rotom. And in Sun and Moon, Ash gets a Pokedex that a Rotom inhabits. And Rotom Mm -hmm. is a ghost-type Pokemon. Mm -hmm. So... But it's literally... A ghost in a machine. Cause it's li- yeah, you put the Rotom in the machine. A Pokedex is an index of Pokemon, as the name implies. Right. It's like, ooh, you just caught a Pikachu. I know what the fuck that is. Let me give you some information. And because Rotom is now in it, it can also function like a Pokemon. Yeah. And it has, and so it it's, like talks to you. It talks to you and stuff. It's really cute. Gives you little updates. It's got a little smiley face. Um, in. Is there, it weird about you touching its belly? Right? It's, oh my god, it's so cute. There, there was one example about Captain America Winter Soldier mm-hmm. where, um, oh gosh, what was his name? Bucky? Um, no, not Bucky. <laughs> no, Lord, no. It was um, a robot arm. It was the, the bad scientist, the one with the creepy glasses. Oh, the one who's also in Ever After? Oh gosh. Oh Spoiler gosh. alert, that guy's in Ever oh gosh, After. Oh gosh, what was his I name? I don't remember. Oh, the guy who made oh, Zola. Bucky. Zola. Um, he lives... In, in the computer. In the computer. But it's like an 80s style computer. Yeah. It's and he expresses himself like di- like digital face through the monitors and stuff. Yeah. Really creepy. <laughs> Other examples, the movie Pulse. 
I've never seen it. Okay, it's a horror film. Oh, that's um, why. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I've only heard of it, and part of why I've heard of it is because of Forgetting Sarah Marshall, where they make fun of the actress who plays uh, Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell. Um, for being in a movie like Pulse. But oh, actually, where the cell phones. It's, yeah. It's, but it's a metaphor Chris, for a shit movie. Chris, Kristen Bell was in Pulse. <laughs> like, she actually was in Pulse. I love Kristen Bell. Um, she is very self-aware, and she... Seems to really enjoy making fun of herself, which I appreciate. Yeah, and so Pulse is like a technology, like the netherworld takes over our technology and makes everyone kill themselves, and the thing that was supposed to bring all of us together ended up destroying us. It's like the happening, but instead of the trees, it's the tech. It's the top, yeah. Poltergeist? I feel like we could probably survive the happening, like watching it. Yeah. Yeah, maybe if we ever get a Patreon... We'll, we'll do an episode that's just us watching the happening. happening and being like, oh no, now I'm scared. Yeah. This was a mistake. We could do it. We could do it. We could do it. Yeah, Poltergeist is one. White Noise. Oh yeah, because in Poltergeist mm-hmm. it comes through the static on your TV yeah. and then she goes, they're here. Have you ever seen Poltergeist? Uh, clips. I saw it at age nine. <laughs> that Thanks, a, mom. That was a mistake. That's age inappropriate. My mom, who when we were in high school was like, we have to watch The Legend of Boggy Creek. It's about Bigfoot and it's really scary. Spoiler alert, it fucking wasn't. It's a bunch of people being like, yeah, yeah, and I had a 205-pound hog strung up on that fence there, and I don't know why, Mm-mm. but something came and grabbed that hog, and it's got to be something big, because it was a 205-pound hog, and I was ready. I was going to be making bacon, and I was going to be making ham, and we were going to take it to market, but I strung them up so that it could dry out, and something took my oh, hands, and no. it broke the fence, so I assume it's got to be something, you know, so it's got to be, and it's like, this is not scary. <laughs> This is Deep Woods people talking about their hogs. Right. But my mom, who thought that movie was going to be scary for us when we were in high school, had me watch Poltergeist when we were living in Japan because she was like, the library has it. Let's watch this. And I was like, (laughs) anyway, I've seen Poltergeist. I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, mom. I love you. Final two category movies that we watched at inappropriate ages. We should not have seen it. Anyway, it is a good movie. I think... If you watched it now, mm-hmm. I think you would be okay. Yeah, I think I'll be okay. Yeah. If you watch it, like, during the day with the yeah, lights on the lights and people on, around. windows open, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you can, like, walk away and do something else. Yeah. I think you could make it through. Because yeah. it's not that bad. But right. it was not. But it not wasn't great. great at age mm-hmm. nine. Um, Mom. <laughs> the Ring is another one. Yep. Yep. And then Unfriended, where a girl kills oh, yeah. herself and her spirit inhabits, like, the... Facebook. T- yep. And, and, like, the... Because... I think the premise of that, doesn't she, like, kill herself on the video chat or something? Or they, like, encourage her, her to? Too, yeah. And then she is then, like, swept up into that. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's also the virtual ghost. Yeah. Oh, Spooky Photographs was another one. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah, Where, that's, again, that's not digital technology mm-hmm. most of the time, right? But it is a type of tech that, since we've had photography at our fingertips, right. that... You can go back, what, like, at least a hundred years or so of people yeah. being like, what's that in my photo, right? <laughs> like, what, is that a smudge? No, no it's a ghost. No, it's the dead guy. Why does that face look like a child? <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. With that, then, if we're considering that like a ghost in the machine, like mm-hmm. a tech ghost, does that mean that the ghost is inside the camera? Because I always assumed right. with that it was just capturing like a ghost energy right? behind the you. Ghost. Yeah, and so that's that's, again, where this thing is like, I feel like... With the definition of, like, ghosts and technology, yeah. it's ever-branching. Right. Right? That you could have a possessed camera, like, earlier, the one example before, kills, oh. you know, like, kills the person that it takes a photo of, yeah. steals their soul. Like, you know, some people say, oh, cameras will steal your soul. Yeah. Um, but it could also be, like, 
having a mind of its own, projecting yeah. itself into the photo. Like, you always get the same ghostly haunting image in every photo. Oh, yeah. So maybe... it's always like, oh, there's always that little girl in the background. So then the camera Correct. is haunted by the, by the little, little girl. girl. But yeah. if it's just like one of the places, the ghost tour we did at the Rocks in downtown Sydney, there's a place there where allegedly if you take a picture of yourself... Mm-hmm. Or someone takes a picture of you, a ghost will appear oh. in it. And then our guide made fun of me for taking a selfie. And I was like, fuck off. This is my business. This is your business. Yeah. It's none of y'all's business. Oh, I just started thinking about, though, if like a little girl inhabited your camera and she's always sticking herself in your family photos, she just wants a family. Well, when we did the episode on yeah. spooky birthdays, there was that little kid ghost that showed up at the family birthday party. And yeah. they were like, we welcome him now. You know, we put out a slice of cake for him and whatever. Because it's, it's like, he just wants a birthday party. This is odd. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. This is going to be us out of our depth on horror movies. Isn't Final Destination one of them or possibly the first one? It's like a roller coaster picture. I think so. And then it's everybody in the roller coaster picture is going to get Final Destination. One of them drowns in a car wash, I remember from the trailer. And I was like, what the fuck? fuck? Don't take car washes away from me. I love car washes. washes. (laughs) I got my car wash last week. It was really nice. (laughs) I drive out of my way to go to a car wash that will let me drive through it and sit Mm -hmm. in my car while it happens. And it is a form of self-care for me where I'm like... Can you tell me where that is? Because I went to a car wash that I had to get out. Oh, And I want to go go to the self-care one. Okay. Yeah, because I I just got to like watch my car get washed. And I was like, oh, this is nice. But But it's not... It's nicer when it's like... I want to be in the car. Yeah. I like you know, put it in neutral. I turn the radio off and I'm like, mm, mm. great time. Oh, okay, I'll do anyway, anyway, none of y'all can find us at the car wash, but now Sasha knows how far out of my way I drive yeah. to get to this car wash. I love it. Some other So thanks, Final Destination, for trying to take that away from me. Right, boo. Some other examples <laughs> of like hauntings and technology that I've found that I actually kind of enjoy. I think we've talked about these actually in the past. We talked about Doki Doki Literature Club uh-huh. during like the video games one. Yeah. That one is an example of like the game, something happening to the game and then the characters in the game becoming like self-aware uh-huh. and like killing off the other characters in the game and then you have to delete the files. Right. Um, and that was the game that was introduced to me by mistake by my partner who mm-hmm. thought... Oh, it has literature in the store That's name. A, and Doki Doki is and a Doki cute Japanese cute, automatopoeia. And the girls are cute. Maybe Sasha will like this. Because Doki play Doki together. is like when a cute boy looks at you. That's what your heart does. Right? And so, and he <laughs> he was told by people like, oh, don't look up anything. You don't want to ruin the surprise. <laughs> and he didn't realize it was a bad surprise. And then Doki I'm Doki sobbing. Doki Doki because you're scared. I'm sobbing because... <laughs> Because the cute person is looking at you. It's it's scared, yeah, it's Doki scared. Doki. So I'm like I'm like <laughs> sobbing through this game because, you know, the one of the kids like killed herself and I was like, No And then the other one is a little less sinister. It's an episode of Gravity Falls called Seuss and the Real Girl. Yes. And it's kind of in the same vein where you get a video game that is haunted. Basically the game he picks up had a post note on it says, Do not sell and the post note falls off and he buys it. And there's a girl in the game. It's a Japanese dating simulator named Giffany or Jiffany, depending on how you it's pronounce. Giffany. I say Giffany. That's the correct um, way. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> but she ends up becoming obsessed with the user who is Seuss. And meanwhile, Seuss the or the twins are trying to get Seuss to like go on a date with a real girl and not like spend oh. all this time on the dating simulator. And Giffany is not your ordinary game character and she travels through the wires kind of like actually Impulse or sure. some other like tech-based horror films to like follow him around town mm. and like inhabits TVs and inhabits video games it ends up getting like a Five Nights at Freddy's kind of skew where she possesses all of the animatronics at like a Chuck E. Cheese yeah. and eventually they're able to like destroy the disc and mm. like 
escape, but that was another one where I was like, oh yeah, see, if horror films were like this and it was cute, I'd watch them. (laughs) That was like the extent of the horror that I was willing to accept, Gravity Falls. There's also the season one episode of Buffy where Willow Mm. gets a boyfriend from the internet, and he's a demon, it turns out, he's Moloch the Destroyer. Which we also talked about in the Australia episode because of Moloch, the guy at the Luna Park carnival fire. Anyway, it's not important. But, like, she gets this boyfriend and everybody's like, oh, it could be anybody because people can lie online because it's the Be Safe Online kids episode. But he literally turns out to be a demon who's inhabiting the internet and, like, essentially getting kids to join his, like, demon cult and do his bidding and whatever the fuck else. So basically, if you've ever had a bad date because of online dating. That you person just, is a demon. Yeah, you can just blame it on being a demon. My Worst Date Podcast. Ask us about it. It's a great, great thing. <laughs> great thing. <laughs> also, if you're not listening to My Worst Date Podcast, you should. It's very fun. Yes. All right. Who doesn't love hearing about bad dates? Right? Speaking of bad dates, you want to hear about a Roomba shenanigan? Please. Every time I see... or My parents have Roombas. Uh, two Roombas. One upstairs and one downstairs. And they put googly eyes on them. Oh! That they look like friends. little friends, and they like will talk to them. They're like, "Oh, you're full," or "Oh, you're hungry," or "Oh, you're <laughs> sleepy. You need to go back on the charger." <laughs> I genuinely had a Roomba in my like saved Amazon cart for like years because I was like, "I'm gonna save up my money. I'm gonna get a Roomba." And then like I looked it up after I got diagnosed with my terrible dust mite allergy and my asthma and everything because I was like, "Well, maybe a Roomba would help." No. The Roomba would full-on kill me. Because I can't be in rooms recently within them being uh, vacuumed. The whole shtick of the Roomba is it just vacuums all the time. Right. So I would die. Uh, and that makes me sad because I really like Roombas. But nice. this Roomba turned on its 52-year-old South Korean woman owner. Oh, no. Because she woke up one morning to find that her robot vacuum... I lied. It wasn't actually a Roomba. It was some other brand. All right, but... But robot vacuum had turned on her. In the words of the business insider, this robot vacuum tried to eat its sleeping owner's head. Oh no! I thought it was going to be one of those things like, hey, what do you have there? A A knife! (laughs) (laughs) No, the Roomba did not have a knife. The Roomba, basically the woman was sleeping on a tatami mat type of thing. So she was on the floor and her hair was like (gasps) flopped out onto the floor. And the robot vacuum was like, ooh, mess. Yummy, 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 yummy. I love mess. <laughs> and then it turned out the mess was attached to the woman's head. And because she lived alone, she called the fire department so that like someone could come because it was trying to eat her hair all the way. <laughs> so yeah. So if you have That's a... so scary. Turn your robot vacuum off before you go to sleep on the floor. Yeah. Is the gist of it. But like, it also reminded me of... Do you remember that doll when we were little? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That you could feed Yeah, it was one of the, like, higher-tech Cabbage Patch kids. And it's, like, jaws would move, and it came with, like, fake food that you could feed it, but you could put anything in there, and it ate, like, half of one girl's hair. Yep. And so none of us were allowed to have them because that one girl had her hair eaten. And then they re-released it, and there were some other toys similar to it, and they'd, like, after they'd fixed this, right? And so... My friends and I, being the intelligent people we are... Tried to get it to eat your hair? Like, we're, like, trying to prove that it wouldn't eat our (laughs) hair, and so we were, like, sticking clumps of our hair, and, like, it's not hungry anymore. (laughs) And that's why Sasha is half bald. Yes. You can't see her, but it's true. Follow us on Instagram <laughs> at Spoop Hour. We carefully crop the photo so that you can't see the bald you side can't, of her head. It really was the back of my head, and yeah. that's why I only ever face forward or wear hats in my photo. Or, yeah, when you're three-quarter profile, I crop it so that you don't see the hair. Anyway, you ready to hear about haunted computers? Please. I went real literal. I was like, ghosts 
in computers and like dug down deep. There are a lot of creepy pastas about this. Yes, and uh, I'm gonna read one. Well, I'm excited for you to read it's it to not me. Creepypasta. I'm excited for you to tell me scary stories because I trust you and I'm safe with you. When I'm like by myself, even in the middle of the day, I can't. I found like a great article that was like 13 scary tech-based stories for your you know high-tech Halloween, and I was like, nope. X, I started X, X, reading X, X, like X. all each individual summary and I was like, I don't want to anymore. And a lot of them were like interactive where you actually go on the website and like type no. and it tells you, or you just hit enter, keep uh, enter like, and it like shows you and like it'll wait and like and then the be typing your hair. and then deletes. It says they're typing, deletes, um, typing, deletes. No, and then they, I don't yeah. Care for that. And I was like, I don't want to sit in a simulated horror story. Thanks. I mean, I'll preface the creepypasta with where I was when I read it and my reaction to it. Okay. But anyway, this is not a creepypasta. With an opening bid of $87, a 2007 Apple MacBook laptop showed up on eBay in 2015. Okay. This was no ordinary eight-year-old laptop in decent working condition. This one, the seller claimed, was haunted. Wait, I have one. Of the, I have a 2007 MacBook. Well, I'm pretty sure yours it's, isn't this one. It's not this one. We'll get into why. Uh-oh. So what was weird about this 2007 laptop? It had reportedly gained its ghostly occupants after, whoops, it got left overnight in a cemetery. And at this point in my notes, <laughs> I had a little, like, dialogue with myself about, how do you accidentally leave a laptop in a cemetery? Wouldn't you notice when you got back to your car? Like, the only person that I could think of who would accidentally leave a laptop in a cemetery is Matt. Really? Because, like, he, when, when we all lived in Harrisonburg, he used to go and do photo shoots in the cemetery. Right. And so I could be like, okay, maybe he's, like, uploading his photos to his laptop yeah, and editing them. And then... It's not the question of having the laptop in the cemetery for me. Yeah. It's like, you know how when you get to your car, you're oh, like, you go, do oh, I have my keys, phone, wallet. keys, wallet? Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't you go laptop or, like, get into the car and go, wait, I brought something into, oh, my, like, my laptop? Like... People are only human. Ghosts are only ghosts. <laughs> Anyway, this person managed to go to a cemetery with a laptop, come out of the cemetery without a laptop, and ask no questions. Finally realized, oh, I got home. And yeah. like, and also, like, when you got home and you were like, I'm going to use my laptop. Oh, oh where I is it? it? There were so many steps in the process All to right. leave your so, laptop in a cemetery. To, to rephrase, the only person I could see who would bring a laptop to a cemetery is Matt. That he I would, buy. He would not forget his no, laptop. No, that's why I was surprised. I was like, I feel like everything he brought in there, he'd take he back He would take back, him. yeah. He would check for everything. He if would not, leave nothing but yeah. memories. If not, then Megan would be the one being like, phone, keys, wallet, computer. Yeah, where's your laptop? Yeah, where's your laptop? And he'd be like, oops. Oops. Anyway, I couldn't find a lot of details about how it ended up in the cemetery because the listing has gone from eBay and the person who posted it no longer has an eBay account. So I was going off of like sold screenshots <laughs> from Business Insider. Anyway, the seller said that on the night it got left amongst the dead, it had gotten surrounded by a mysterious green fog and a mysterious old woman had run past it. Okay, but who saw the green fog and the old woman? Apparently he forgot his laptop, but then also was watching it the whole time. I don't fucking <laughs> I have questions about this I laptop. have questions. As the seller says, though, he can't be sure if the fog or the old lady are what's in the <laughs> laptop haunting it, because as he says, quote, I'm not a computer expert, so I'm not sure which of these anomalous entities might have precipitated the haunting, but I thought it best to include all here. I don't think any computer expert is going to go, 
You know, this is the fog in this, this computer. Yeah, this is definitely the fog and you not know what? an old lady. It's not the old lady. I can tell because I know a lot about computers. You don't know about computers, so I'm going to tell you there's fog in this it's, one. Uh, Come on, man. Anyway, according to Business Insider, the listing, titled Haunted 2007 Apple MacBook 13.3 inches, in parentheses, white, in parentheses again, very haunted, <laughs> explained that it wasn't a malevolent spirit occupying the laptop, just a couple pranksters who liked messing with his things. Like, I just kept clicking links because I was like, I gotta find, somebody's bound to have archived this screenshot, but I couldn't find one. It's a bummer. Anyway, for example, from the listing, quote, I noticed that all of my songs in iTunes had become scary or haunted. I have questions here. Is this like werewolf bar mitzvah? Is that what we're talking here? It's all like Halloween spooky party songs? Or is it like haunted versions of regular songs? Right. You know, like it, it's like YMCA, but then it's like murders happening. I don't know. Anyway. Second, the desktop background was changed to a scary photo. Oh, God. And then again from the listing, the following week, we, my wife Barbie and I, noticed some of our stuff around the house had been mysteriously rearranged. One night, we went out to dinner with my wife's parents and their friends and some people from my wife's work and some of their parents, which is a very complicated list of people to go to a dinner. Like, yeah. this probably doesn't have anything to do with the haunting, but no. fine. When we came home, my baseball cards were all out of order, and my wife's rare American coins were in total disarray. Uh, to make matters spookier, I occasionally saw the computer levitating. In some okay. cases, the screen and keyboard would open and shut quickly, as though the computer were attempting to speak. And I put in my notes, waka 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 at time of publication of this edition of the Business Insider, it was five days before the auction closed and the MacBook was going for $222.50. Okay. So I'm assuming the value went up because of the ghosts. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I went on eBay and just typed in haunted into the search thing. Yeah. And oh, there's a lot of shit. There's a lot of shit. And I clicked on one and just said read more. And at the very top, there's like a caveat and says, I am required as per eBay's policy on the paranormal to indicate that eBay forbids the sale of intangible items. <laughs> this listing is for only a tangible doll with no promise of a spirit attack. <laughs> eBay requires me to say that this is all for entertainment purposes only. Oh, thanks, eBay. But what I love, though, is, like, later on, it's like, Martha's communicated with me via spirit board, pendulum, EVP, spirit dice, and dreamwalking. <laughs> she will show that she is present with a golden orb. Oh, <laughs> thanks, Martha. Martha causes my EMF meter to fluctuate. I can take some pictures upon request. Just message me. She loves to we move her vessel. Him. And I'm just like, it's, it's for a doll. And it says, the spirit of oh, Martha, fancy. haunted porcelain doll, very, very active. active, as opposed to another listing, which was, Wicca priestess evil voodoo doll, Santra, haunted, active. Oh, it's only active. That's Lots of my um, haunted mansion stuff from, t from Disney, <laughs> but also haunted ring, Ooh. African voodoo magic, wealth, Ooh. prosperity, success. Ooh, <laughs> what size ring is it? <laughs> Haunted doll, active, needs love. Oh, Baby. <laughs> Doll's like, I'm baby, love. I'm baby. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, haunted doll with documented proof. Oh. 
Hmm. Hmm. Haunted necklace. Haunted ring. Haunted antique vintage photo. Eyes follow you. Creepy man. You know what you uh, what I've noticed is none of these are haunted computer. None of these are haunted computer. So it's clearly rare. So no wonder it was going for over 200 bucks. Right. All right. Are you ready for a story of a haunted computer from the subreddit Tales from Tech Support? Please. So this is where both of these things that I'm about to tell you are probably creepypastas. This one isn't as intense as the last one, but I have a joke to bring us up after the last okay. one, so it'll be okay. Reddit user Legend Airy, get it? See, like I spelled it. Oh, Legend, Legend Airy. I'm gonna call him Legend for the purpose of this. Posted in February 2019 about a spooky, unexplained computer experience in his childhood. He had a tech-loving father, so the attic of his childhood home was full of computers. One was explicitly his. This belonged to Legend. One was for running certain programs, another was for running different programs, etc., etc. Legend also slept in the attic, and his dad was full dad in terms of energy use. One of his responsibilities was to make sure all the computers were off when they weren't in use. Okay. So, one of his chores is make sure all the computers are off when you go to sleep, because your room is the attic. One night, Legend went upstairs to the attic and saw that one of the computers was still on. He went to turn it off, but when they got close... That he saw that the monitor's power light was on and the CPU's fan was audibly running, but the screen wasn't showing anything. Okay, maybe the monitor's off. <laughs> <laughs> well, Legend didn't think anything of it because yeah. it was the 90s and this was when computers just really loved, like, crashing all the time. Sure. So he did a hard reset because, like, the monitor was on because oh, he saw okay. the light. So, yeah, the light's he on, heard the but fan the monitor's running. not... Monitor's at home. The, the, a, a, a bulb burned out, a, a tube burned out or whatever, scream, scream burned out. <laughs> anyway, he did a hard reset. He pressed the power button and held it for a bit so the computer would turn off, but it didn't. <laughs> Legend, not to be beaten by 90s tech, like in his retelling, he's like, I'm not, I wanted to be a big man about the computers. And it's like, okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah. When, when I was that, when I was a kid in the 90s, I used my parents' desktop computer a lot to play, like, Disney storybook adventures yeah. or Kid Picks, Reader Rabbit, any of those things. Yeah. But there was part of me that was also kind of scared of it because it was, like, I don't know, Black Mirror. Like, I didn't like oh. looking at, like, the, the my reflection in the screen. And yeah. it was always a little spooky to be around, but I would be determined, like, oh, I'm going to play this game by myself. I'm going to turn it <laughs> off, you know? I'm going to turn this computer I'm off. I'm a big kid. You are, like, legend then. So... Uh-oh. Legend went to flip a switch at the back of the tower that would also cut the power, but the computer still stayed on. Ah! So Legend went extreme, and he pulled the power cable out of the tower entirely. But... No! Still the fan ran, and the computer stayed on. Why? Now we'll go to his words, because I don't super understand what he's about to say, and also he tells it pretty well, but also it gets a little techy, and I'm like, I don't know what these words are. Quote, And then I noticed it. In one of the USB ports, there was a USB hub that was still on. This hub had its own power supply. When my hand got close to this hub, I could feel the heat radiating from it. I pulled the power from the hub, and suddenly everything went silent. Uh Somehow, this hub had been supplying power back to the computer through the USB port, something that I thought was impossible. But it happened. The next day, I told my father about it, and, after also being amazed at this unlikely event, he started the computer. There were no problems with the system, everything was working fine, and even the USB port was still working. The only thing that was broken was the USB hub, which did not survive its role as an impromptu power supply. And that is how I performed an exorcism on a haunted machine. Oh, lord. (laughs) (laughs) 
And then in classic Reddit fashion, the first comment on this post is, well, actually, this is a known problem with old tech, so it's not spooky at all. Oh, come on. I was like, let us have oh, this Reddit buzzkill. Oh. oh my god, I was like legitimately you were concerned. Like in it. I was, ugh, I was You were in it, you were like, ooh, spooky power. That's why I kept being like I'm trying to like speak it away. Like, <laughs> it's okay. It's ugh. a well-known tech problem. It's so. a well-known tech problem. Actually, Actually. I'm specialized in 90s tech problems, so this isn't spooky. <laughs> <laughs> Zero out of ten. Worst creepypasta ever. As you were getting started with that, I just decided to type in haunted computer <laughs> into eBay. And it gave me Ray Bradbury's Haunted Computer and the Android Pope. Oh. So there's a book. All called right. That does sound like a Ray Haunted Bradbury Computer book. and the Android Pope. <laughs> I mean. I mean, yeah. Just 2000s things. Frankly, you could do a lot worse than an Android Pope. I'm just going to say it. Yeah. Like. Yeah. What, what could go wrong? What could go wrong? He seems chill. And now the best creepy pasta, I mean real story from Reddit. Posted by Nate SW four years ago to No Sleep. So keep oh, in mind I hate the No Sleep forum. So if you're not familiar, the No Sleep subreddit is basically just an exchange of scary stories. Some people legitimately claim that theirs is like this is a real thing that happened to me and it's just spooky, so I'm telling it here. Some people are crafting elaborate creepy pastas, it's just like a creative writing exercise. This one seems like he's really selling that this is not real, or that this is real, sorry. <laughs> you were just, that was a Freudian slip. You are like, this is not real. It's not real, Sasha. <laughs> You're going to want to remember it because the subject is, my dead girlfriend keeps messaging me on Facebook. I've got the screenshots. I don't know what to do. This was, in, I didn't read this one, but this was included on the list of the 13 scary stories to tell on Halloween. This one is a bummer. So for context, yesterday I was at my car dealership getting a part replaced on my car and getting safety inspected. And so I was in a well-lit, like, noontime, full car service area, waiting area. So, like, the least spooky place. So mostly this story just kind of made me sad because I was thinking about, like, the nature of grief and losing people mm-hmm. suddenly. Anyway... I'm sure it's spooky in the right context. So listen to it spookily. Spooky. Spooky. We're doing spooky hands. And that's going to help. Nate's girlfriend Emily died on August 7th, 2012 as the result of a three-car collision. On her way home from work, her car was hit by someone running a red light and she passed away on the scene. The two had been dating for five years and were in it for the long haul. According to Nate, he would have already married her were it not for her reticence on the topic of marriage. It gave her a weird vibe, she said, and felt archaic. In his words, quote, She was vibrant, the kind of girl that would choose dare every time. She was happiest when camping, but a total technophile, too. She always smelled like cinnamon. That being said, she wasn't perfect. She always said something along the lines of, If I cark it first, don't just say good things about me. I've never liked that. If you don't pay me out, you're doing me a disservice. I've got so many flaws, and that's just part of me. And he put, so this is for M. The music she said she liked and the music she actually liked were very different. <laughs> Her idea of affection was a side hug. She had really long toes like a chimpanzee. Yes. <laughs> the spoof started on September 4th, 2013, which is about 13 months after Emily died. Nate had never memorialized her Facebook page, preferring to keep it active so he could message her, post to her wall, and have that last connection open. Only he and Emily's mother had access to the account. But on September 13th, Emily messaged Nate back to say hello. You ready for a screenshot? Yes. 
Oh. So she uh. says hello, and he says, who is this? It's really weird receiving messages from Emily's account. Okay, well, in the future, please send me messages from your account, even if you want to discuss her page. Emily says hello again. And that was when he figured, you know what? Emily's mom probably logged into the wrong account, oh, and right. she wanted to say hey. Yeah. And, you know, just forgot. So he was like, hey, you're in the wrong account, yeah. whatever. But on November 16th, that same year, Emily's mom confirmed that she hadn't actually logged into her daughter's Facebook since the week of her death. Yeah. Still, Nate shrugged it off, assuming that one of M's friends was playing a truly hideous prank. Yeah. Especially because the messages that he was getting consisted of recycled messages that Emily had sent to Nate when she was alive. Please note... If your friend is doing this to you, they are not your friend. They're not your friend. They are an asshole, and you don't need assholes like that in your life. No, you don't. Like, if one of your friends is like, you know what's going to be funny is I'm going to message him from his dead girlfriend's Facebook account. What the fuck? That friend's probably a serial killer. Cut him loose. It's time to sick Dr. Elisa Lucas on them. <laughs> and like, analyze. This is not friendship. This is not what friendship is like. And Dr. Elisa Lucas is like, change the password and cut that person out. Shout out to Dr. Elisa Lucas, who would not stand for this bullshit. In February 2014, Emily became more active. She started tagging herself in Nate's shared photos, though the notification would disappear before he could open Facebook. Uh... She always tagged herself in what had been alive Emily's haunts, over Nate's shoulder in a selfie or next to him on the couch. Uh... Tags would appear every few weeks, and the pictures looked like this. So it's just like... There's him on the couch, like, hanging out. Uh, And then, like, him taking a selfie at the computer. uh, And she tagged herself behind him. uh, Nate finally got pissed that someone would mess with him in this way. And people had started unfriending him because they thought he was the one tagging his dead girlfriend in these pictures. And they were like, that's fucking tasteless. How can you do this? And Nate even temporarily deactivated his Facebook, but because he was a reclusive kid still mourning his girlfriend, he eventually reactivated it to have some connection to his friends. He also changed Emily's login info multiple times. Yeah. Just to, like... Just to make sure. Just to make sure that, like, even if it's her mom, whatever, just keep changing it so that if the friend who figured out the password can't get in, whatever. In March, Nate messaged Emily, demanding to know why they were doing this. Ten days later... Emily responded, and keep in mind, each of these is a separate message. Hmm. Hello. Hello, hello. Hello. Nate says, this is actually devastating. I don't know why you enjoy doing this. Then from Emily, OMG, cinnamon-scented candles. A go-to-hell from Nate is responded with, why are you doing this? (sighs) A few weeks later, Emily once again messaged a combination of old messages. So it's just like, we should make our own jam. Nah, different. No chance of passing. No chance of passing. How many? Garage side door. Side. Uh, No chance of passing. uh, Then, in April, Emily started getting creepier with her garbled message recycling. She started saying things like, Please stop. I don't know what's happening. Nathan, I don't know what's happening. uh, Who the fuck? Then, in May, things culminated in Emily's first original message since she had died. After a few recycled messages about a jumper in the dryer during cold weather, because they're British. Ugh. So that's why it's a jump. It's jumper. not like jumper cables. It's like a sweater. Meanwhile, our UK listeners are like, duh, duh. sweater, you fucking dummies. That's how British people talk. <laughs> duh. Duh. Emily said, freezing. Followed by another, I don't know what's happening. 
This was particularly upsetting to Nate as he had been having nightmares that Emily was trapped in a cold car freezing to death while he yelled at her to open the door and escape to the warm. God. At the end of the month, claiming he was drunk, Nate did his old comfort mechanism, messaging Emily's account to tell her he missed her, that he didn't actually care who was on the account, he just needed Emily to know he wasn't used to her not being there. Mm -hmm. Emily responded, just let me walk. This was the last straw for Nate, given the gruesome way Emily died. I can skip this if you don't want to hear no, it. Okay, it no, 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 no. Sure. Yeah. Okay. If you don't want to hear it, listener, go ahead, push that, skip ahead 15 seconds. Her dashboard had crushed her and her body was severed in a diagonal line mm. from her right hip to midway down her left thigh. One of her legs was found in the back seat. Oh, God. So just let me walk was not was, a fun yeah, message no, to receive. the last straw. So he memorialized her Facebook page, so now it can no longer be active. It's just for, like, people posting messages being like, right. hey, I thought of you today. Mm-hmm. Miss you. Can't believe you're gone. At this point in the probable creepypasta but very compelling read nonetheless, Nathan shares his messages from the day Emily died. Hey, you on your way home? Emily, when you see this, please ring me straight away. I rang, redacted, and they said you left at four. I'm starting to panic. I feel sick in my stomach. Please, please ring me. Emily, Emily, answer your phone. This is important because the final update in the series was this. Yesterday, 1st of July, 2014. Nate shares the last screenshot of messages from her memorial page before closing with, do I kill her memorial page? What if it is her? I want to puke. I just heard a Facebook alert. I'm too afraid to swap windows and check it. You want to hear what the final messages said? Hmm. From Emily's memorial. Hey, you on your way home? Emily, when you see this message, please ring me. Straight away. Please stop. I rang redacted and they said you left at four. I'm starting to panic. Please stop. Cold. Emily, Emily, answer your phone. I don't know what's happening. Cold. Freezing. <sighs> so first, another commenter creepypasted the creepypasta saying maybe it's you posting messages. <laughs> Have the mom change the password and not tell it to you to see if the spirit is actually controlling you. Oh. But are you ready to laugh? Yes. The top voted comment is, good thing I read this in the middle of the fucking day. I'm going to go do my taxes or something. (laughs) (laughs) Dang. So like reading this, like obviously if I had been reading this on my phone alone at night, I would be like, no, horrified and like, be like, well, I guess I'm not sleeping. The subreddit did its job. But reading it during the day in the car dealership, I went and I did my taxes. And now that my taxes are done. I just, it's just so sad because, like, I think, you know, as a creepypasta, because I'm assuming that's what it is, Yeah. it works because it's like, that can happen to anybody, you know? You never know when the last time you're going to talk to somebody is. Right. And that's terrifying. So to have the, like, you're dealing with grief and, you know, adjusting to your life without this person who's been a fixture in it, and you have to relearn how to be without this person, and to have one of your comforts, you know, the idea that you can still reach out to them on technology, even though Mm -hmm. you'll never hear back, to have that turned against you and turned into this, like, spooky thing torturing you about how your girlfriend died. Yeah. It was upsetting. That's upsetting. Yeah, I had a feeling you wouldn't like that one. The screenshots are... sad. Oh, yeah. It's, like, it's a very good creepypasta, just because, like, it has multiple layers. It's not just Ted the fucking caver goes into a cave and something bad happens to him. Ted the fucking caver. Ted the fucking caver. It's, like... On the surface, this is about getting spooky messages from a dead girlfriend on Facebook. But underneath, it's... It's about grief. It's about grief and having to adjust to this girl that I loved very dearly, who I lost very suddenly, you know. And, like, 
in some of the screenshots, you see the messages before Emily started messaging back. Mm-hmm. And it's things like, I'm still finding your bobby pins everywhere. Oh. It's so crazy that when I get home, you're not at the computer. Like, things like that. Where it's just like, these are the realities of grief where it's like, the little tiny things. Like, there's this part of Buffy that always makes me cry. I'm going to try and retell it yeah. without crying. But one of the characters, when Redacted dies in mm-hmm. season five, one of the characters is talking about, this morning I was having juice... And I thought, she's never going to have juice again. And she's never going to have eggs or brush her hair. Mm -hmm. And I don't understand. And now everybody's sad. And I don't understand why she's not going to be doing these things anymore. I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense. And it's like, yeah, that's part of the horror of grief is it's like all of these mundane things that you do every day. Like, you're never going to cut your nails again. You know, she's never going to wear socks again. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Like, little things. So it's, it's about that. But then also spooky. So, gold star to this creepypasta. For real, for sure. Nate SW. You got my goat. Got my, yeah. If you're listening to this at night, I'm sure you're very spooked. I'm sorry. But I do, I do think it's just like, it's like a treatise on grief. Yeah. Which is a horrible thing that we all have to do. Mm -hmm. And it sucks. Yeah. I was, there was something the other day on my phone that reminded me of my Uncle Gary. And I was like, ah, shit. Yeah. I was crying while I was driving. I was like, no. Yeah, but every so often, I have dreams of people in my life that I've lost, mm-hmm. and I'll have dreams that I see them, and my first thought when waking is, oh, I should see what they're up to, and then I realize, mm-hmm. and it's horrible, because in those two seconds, it's like you just lost them all over again. Yeah. It, it usually, for me, it's, oh, I need to tell Uncle Gary about this thing, and I'm like, can't. Yeah. Nope, can't. Yeah. And that's why grief is a cycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like... We had a speaker at our conference last year, or two years ago, who lost his daughter unexpectedly Mm -hmm. when she was, I think, 23. Mm -hmm. And he talked about how people would always be like, you'll get through this, you'll get through this. And he was like, I don't want to get through this, because if I get through my grief, then it means that she's really gone. Right. And like, I know she's really gone, but I'm all, a part of me is always going to be sad Mm -hmm. that I lost her and that's okay. So it's, you know... Yeah. It's about that, but also it's about getting spooky messages. That was, I think, part of TV Trope's Ghost in the Machine yeah. thing, or Virtual Ghosts, yeah. where people are... Or sorry, not Ghost in the Machine, Virtual Ghosts, yeah. where you're taking the spirits of people who have passed and putting them in some kind of AI. Yeah. And they were even saying, like, uh, the anime Ghost in the Shell yeah. is kind of like that, too. But, yeah, you're taking the spirit of someone who, like, used to exist and putting them somewhere that you can continue to communicate with them yeah. and wondering... Okay, is that the best avenue for this? Or yeah. do you need to, like, let people go? And yeah. so that's, I think, what that Facebook message thing reminded me was more the ghost, the virtual ghosts one. Right. Where someone's still inhabiting, like, a piece of software. Yeah. And it's, it's just, yeah. like, a modification. Like, people have always done it, you know? You write letters to people that you know are gone mm-hmm. because it's, like, you still get a chance, you get to communicate with mm-hmm. them. Or, like, you go to their grave and have a one-sided conversation. And, like... Yeah. In that moment, it feels almost like they're there, and it's never going to be okay, mm-hmm. and it's always going to be hard, but you still have that, like, channel. And so if technology is going to be where you have your channel, great. Yeah. I'm all for it. If that's going to be what makes it okay for you to get through the day, fabulous. you got to make a little space for yourself, and that's the space you go to when you miss that person. Mm-hmm. But if it sends you spooky messages, take screenshots take and screenshots. send them to gmail.com. <laughs> no, it's not going to send you spooky messages. That was a creepypasta. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's why this is going to be a creepypasta that I remember. Because mm-hmm. it's it's got more to it than just like, and it turned out he was dead the whole time. 
I was just thinking about that Factor Fiction episode with the mom oh, on the airplane. Oh, yeah. And so, I, basically, was it earrings? It, it was earrings, I think. Okay, yeah. so, like, the dad and the daughter, the mom calls both of them separately and is like, hey, meet at the club where I met your father for the first time. And they get there and they see, like, one of her earrings that's been missing for forever. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, wow, that's amazing, that's amazing. And then they get the call that, like, her plane had crashed and she was actually dead before she ever made the phone call. So it's that kind of thing. It's like technology reached out to you one last time so you could have this moment and this last connection mm-hmm. with her. Spooky. Spooky. Speaking of that show, it's my so favorite good. meme of the <laughs> week is um, the host of... Jonathan Franzen. Yeah, Jonathan Franzen of... What's the full title of the show? Beyond Belief. Beyond Factor Belief Fiction. Factor Fiction. Because I always just call it the Factor Fiction show. Um, I mean, close enough. Yeah, like, I was talking to my dad and my brother about it. My dad was like, what show is this? And then I said, if they ask you Factor Fiction, he goes, oh, okay, I remember that show. Yeah. It's just nobody remembers that it was called Beyond Beyond Belief Belief. because everybody remembers at the end of the episode where it's fact or fiction. fiction. (laughs) But it's just like someone compiled all these things, like, where... it's Jonathan Franks, not Jonathan Franzen. Oh, Jonathan, Jonathan Franzen is an author. Yeah, no. yeah. That's why he was in my head. Yeah, Jonathan Franks. Jonathan Franks. Franks. F-R-A-K-E-S. He was Riker on Star Trek. He just, like, will ask questions before, like to set up an episode. And there are questions like, does your computer have a mind of its own? When was the last time you called a plumber? Have you ever been to a Chinatown <laughs> section of a major city? <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been a waiter? <laughs> and it's uh, just the- Have you noticed what big stars real estate agents are into these- Nowadays. <laughs> it's just the funniest thing, but then people will put captions on like, it, like, my three-year-old asking me questions at inopportune times. Or my co-workers in an open concept office every four minutes. My favorite one was the ones, like, my co-workers in open concept every four minutes, but I have noise-canceling oh, headphones. I'm listening to music, because then that one they did half of it was blurry. blurry. <laughs> but yeah, let me see if I can get this loud enough. If not, I'll yeah. edit it out. But this is, this is what it sounds like. Officials in wet cement. Ever gone mountain biking? What do you want to be when you grow up? What's the right tip? Have you called a plumber to your home lately? (laughs) How superstitious are you? How much money would it take to make you spend a night in a cemetery? Would you display this as a trophy? Do you have a pet? Do you have a sweet tooth? Do you believe in the power of a curse? Have you had your hearing tested lately? (laughs) Planning a trip soon? Can you remember the tallest man you've ever seen? Do you love to go a-wandering beneath a clear blue sky? Have you noticed what big stars real estate agents have become? Are you careful with your personal records? Does your computer ever seem to have a mind of its own? Have you ever visited a Chinatown section in a major city? Have you ever visited a flea market? Have you ever visited a truck stop? Did you ever have a job as a waiter? Have you noticed how many successful restaurants are theme-based these days? (laughs) And it's just the stupidest but it's like when you're watching the episode you're like this is a great way to say get into the story about going to a truck stop but now I want to find the episode where it's like does the computer have a mind of its own I know we should have watched that before you know I bet it's the one I think I've seen it Mm -hmm. because over Thanksgiving my mom my brother and I were watching it until my mom said please no more of this show (laughs) (laughs) in almost exactly those words and I was like I could watch this show all day but okay I guess we can change it but it's where, like, this guy is Your getting... mom who let you watch Poltergeist oh, nine-year-old. Didn't let me watch it. Oh, made Had you, us watch it. Made you watch it. She was like, too much this is a great believe. movie. Let's watch it. I love your mom. <laughs> she contains multitudes. She contains multitudes. <laughs> anyway, so I think it's like they're in a law firm and this guy's like a secretary and he gets mysterious emails and the emails are giving him, like, important information that he needs to, like, get ahead. And so it's like, I think that's what Does Your Computer Seem to Have a Mind of Its Own is from. So it's like, because it turns out like 
that no one's on the other side emailing oh. him. It's just the computer it's just itself. Ah, speaking. Okay, so I'm just gonna run like virus control on my computer when I get. Oh, I welcome sure. the ghost in my laptop. As long as the ghost is a good ghost. I mean, so far the ghost hasn't fucked with our podcast and like me editing our podcast, which is mostly what I use this laptop for. That and like work, work, but like. If the ghost would, like, delete my spam emails for me so I don't have to do it myself, that'd be useful. At this point, I have taught my filter well enough that it's, like, filtering things that aren't actually spam, but I just don't want to see them. Sorry, (laughs) fabric.com. I I bought, like, half a yard of fabric one time, and they were emailing me, like, six times a day. And I was like, fucking believable So now it just immediately goes to my spam. (laughs) Whatever. So, shout out to your ghost in your machine. Yeah. Tell us, tell it to email us. Yeah. At gmail.com. Tell your ghost to be like, hi, I'm the ghost in we, so-and-so's machine. How's we it have going? a, uh, we are dried up for listener stories. We should, so. we should start reading reviews though. We should. To encourage people to review our podcast. Yes. Yeah. We have time. some. Yeah. Which is crazy. And thank you for, if you've left a review. Yeah. I really want to go back and watch our live stream for The Cure. Oh, I watched it. Yeah. It's fun. I, I, I watched a little bit of it a while back and now I just want to watch the whole thing because that was a really fun episode. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, two hour and 55 minute mark. So if you go to the uh, Epic Film Guys Twitch stream, or if you tweet at us, we'll send you the link. But we are at the two hour and 55 minute mark is about when we start. It was a super fun episode to record. It was. And not at all scary or containing multitudes about sadness and no. grief and ghosts. No, and we, we played a game called Beyond Booly Fact or Fiction. So, you know, you want to see that and see how good you are at spotting urban legends. Yeah. So go All check right. that out. Check us out. We love you. Check us out on last week's best, or two weeks, last week. Two weeks Two at weeks this ago, point. Best Forever's pod. This The Sleepovers episode, Slumber Parties, Sleepovers, yes. all that. Yes, schedule her coming uh, on Yeah, us. Um, episode where we talk mostly about the light and fun side about sleepovers and that as like a rite of passage for kids, but also a scary story from me about one of my spookiest experiences at a sleepover. And yes. then in the future, we will be having Dr. Elisa Lucas back on Spoop Hour to then share spooky, spooky stories sleepovers. about sleepovers. Spoiler alert, one of them's about Bloody Mary. Woo! So hold on tight for that. Hang in there. Go watch Beyond Belief Factor Fiction and then ask people in your open concept office a bunch of questions every four minutes. Have you ever been to the Chinatown section of a major city? Lisa Lucas from Best Forevers, a podcast for kindred spirits. I'd like to start a movement where we spend more time loving on our friends because although friends are important to us, they're often in the shadow of other relationships. So if you want to love on your friendships a little bit more, embrace friendship a little bit more, or just appreciate your friendships a little bit more, then this podcast is for you. We'll explore all the different ways friendships take place, share the amazing stories of friendship, and discuss best practices for the difficulties that friends may experience. It's time to embrace friendships because without our friends, who would we be? So check out Best Forevers on iTunes, Stitcher, and all the other podcasting listening venues. And be sure to follow Best Forevers Pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Welcome back to Spoop Hour. God damn. What? <laughs> I was trying to say a paranormal com- paranormal comedy podcast. It came out as not that. I was going to say a caramornal <laughs> sure. comedy podcast. Com- paranormal comedy podcast.